Welcome to Quarantine Cocktail Hour. Hello, hello, hello. This is a skeleton from outer space having a party. Ain't gonna last all night. Hello? This is the skeleton, Marcus Garvey, from outer space having a party. Hope you will be there. Have a good time. Punk your punk. Drink your drink. Wink your wink and think you think. Junk your junk and punk your punk. Funk your funk and junk your junk. But when you're drunk, don't try. Having a party tonight. It's gonna last all night Shotgun will be there Pop gun Jazz gun will be there Drink your drink, drink your drink Wink your wink and think you think Drink your drink and drunk your drunk I say Punk your punk, punk your punk your punk Funk your funk and drunk your drunk. Bank managers will be there. Bank managers will be there. World Bank, Global Bank, International Bankers will be there. Drink your drink, drink your wink. Think you think and link you link. Drunk you drunk, but if you drunk don't drive. That will save your life. Repentance. Just party. It will be a shotgun party. A popcorn party all night, all right. Ganja will be there. Like your spliff, jump in the air. Smoke your skunk, smoke your skunk. Smoke your weed. Smoke your giant. From outer space With his Remington In his suitcase Drink your drink And think your dink Junk your junk And funk your funk Shotgun party A popcorn party when you get drunk, don't you try If you wish to stay alive I'm in a party tonight 
Having a party all night Having a party tonight It gonna last until the broad light Like Lee Perry, I'm very on. Rock the microphone and then I'm gone. Beastie Boys, lyric about Lee Perry, who brought us that opening funky oddball tune, having a party. Lee Perry was actually a very big influence on the Beastie Boys. I don't know if that's surprising or not, but Lee Perry was kind of a studio innovator, really outside the box thinker, basically one of the fathers of dub music, dub reggae, which really is all studio trickery and was a huge influence on the Beastie Boys. Have you read the Beastie Boys book? You haven't? It's good. You should. I would actually suggest listening to it on Audible. Use your free Audible for the Beastie Boys book. I know that sounds like maybe a waste to you. I don't know what you were going to get some like like Obama's book or the other Obama's book or Brene Brown. I don't know. Somebody who is going to teach you life lessons. But the Beastie's book actually is full of life lessons and hilarious people like Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell. So consider it bettering yourself through humor and ingenuity. Michael Pollan's book about psychedelics, I didn't feel it. I had to read more. Always kind of scary. Maybe I had a bad printing. The Beasties though go into their recording process on their later albums when they were in control, when they were producing, and it's insane. They like bought a massive warehouse space and they would have a drum kit set up a full drum kit and then they'd go out and scour the alleyways of los angeles looking for giant cardboard boxes like that you'd put a washing machine in and they taped these together and made a huge tube from the kick drum the bass drum of their drum set and they put microphones all along it in the beginning in the middle the end and would just record themselves just making this kick drum noise just to get this very specific noise which you could probably do with a computer now i suppose but man what a time they were having figuring that out just all probably just for like the kick drum on a few songs Anyway, that all has to do with Lee Perry. They probably wouldn't have done that without all the research they did, just how into them they are. The second line in that lyric, I rock the microphone and then I'm gone. Maybe in reference to the fact that 
after being an early mover and shaker in reggae and one of the pioneers of dub reggae, Lee Scratch Perry had made quite a name for himself in the community. He was quite a star, had his own studio with everything a musician could want. And well, one day in 1979, he figured he'd rocked the microphone enough. And so he burnt down his studio with everything in it and disappeared from the public eye for a long time. Came back later on, made the album that that last song was on. But man, talk about really taking control over your situation, huh? Not gonna leave anything to chance there. Funk your funk and drunk your drunk. But if you're drunk, don't drive. That's how you stay alive. As Lee told us in that song. Now that's that's also something that's something you can control. It's something that's easy to control. And remember that during the holiday season. Some things you just can't control. The weather, for one. The weather, which has, in the region of California, in which I am still squatting, has caused the fire danger to raise to extreme here in early December, which is crazy as hell to think about coming from Idaho, where snow is trying to stick around and melting and snowing and freezing and crusting and wind is blowing and well, down here it's warm it's dry and the Diablo winds are going to be picking up and that's what the local news stations tell you the reason is for the extreme fire danger and and it is. But it's also when you're here, you look around and you just, you kind of get it. You know, if you're not here, you can't understand why California has these massive, devastating wildfires every year. Where I am in the Inland Bay Area, you look around, you just go out for a walk in the hills, and the hills are plentiful and the hills are steep and the canyons are deep and the hills are covered in dry brown grass and the canyons are filled with eucalyptus a tree that is not native to this area and acts like a Norwegian candle, like it's been soaking in diesel and gasoline for a fortnight. And they're tall, and they'll throw a piece of 
bark about eight feet long and a foot wide. About 200 yards if the wind is right. Imagine that coming down like a flaming ember from hell in the sky, landing on the top of your roof. So you take all those things, not to mention mesquite and chaparral overgrown from a century of fire suppression, feeding the understory, and you think, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot going on. But then, when you're walking around out here is when you really see how the devastation kicks in. Imagine an area like central Idaho, say, Riggins. Kind of similar topography, really. Steep hills, one after another, deep canyons in between, dry grass, and then throw in a non-native species that is highly flammable and a bunch of overgrown, highly flammable understory. And then sprinkle a million, not, let's make it 10 million homes, just kind of all over in there. And you start to see where the destruction comes in and how hard it probably is for firefighters. They're not just out doing their job, trying to contain a fire, they're gotta make utilitarian decisions on neighborhoods and areas that have done the work to firewise themselves. The neighborhood I'm in actually does a pretty good job. There's like a hundred yard parameter around the entire place where the grass has been mowed down to a nub. All the trees have been taken back and limbed and most of the eucalyptus is gone from around the homes. And the fire roads, the fire roads are everywhere out here. Imagine like a forest service road, but just everywhere on every hillside, all over the place, like claw marks. And the only use they get is for fire and recreation. They're great access roads. They also act as a fire break. They have to go top the ridge so the fire can't kind of jump up and over down to the next area. It's, it really is kind of an amazing feat of planning and engineering to try to control for worst case scenarios in a place with this kind of population density. But we're also Americans and we have free will and there's a whole lot of us so you can't control everything kind of like with this virus you can do some things you can fire wise you can COVID wise you can wear a mask you can not flick a cigarette you can social distance, you can create a barrier around your home, but like the weather, you can't control everyone. 
Idaho right now, I know, has one of the highest test positive rates in the nation, and California, where I am, is basically shutting down. Doesn't really affect me. It's, I'm not trying to go to bars or music venues or stand-up comedy. I miss these things, but my son took those away from me about 20 months ago, and I've adapted quite well. Oh, I'll get back to those things. I'm just taking a break for a worldwide pandemic and child rearing. I hope, I hope we'll get back to those things. But you know, when, when you look around and you think about the small things you can control that almost kind of oddly give you perspective on all the things you can't control like the throngs of humanity who, while I assume are trying to make the best choices, still make different choices than me. Like the ever-changing climate and weather patterns that I can hope to incrementally affect, but I and you and all of us can't change overnight. And it starts to make you think, well, I can control some things around me. If I'm gonna get out of all of this, I might need a little bit of lady luck on my side.
Go crawl in the van. Talk to a computer. Either way, I think Eamon Dunes and I are both finding the things that give us a little fulfillment outside of our, our everyday. 
which is a type of occupation that is incredibly important to keep in your life. And you can. That's one of those little things you can control. Finding the little things that you love. Little processes. Processes? Process processes. Processes. Je ne sais pas. Anyway, work can fulfill one thing, but you gotta find something else that gives you that that therapy. Maybe you already have it. Maybe you just need to concentrate on it more. That was Eamon Dunes, Blue Rose. I am Mark Beaver, and this is Quarantine Cocktail Hour. Coming to you yet another week from Contra Costa County, California. If you didn't put that together from the whole opening. Did that opening make sense? I felt like I felt like I was rambling a little bit. I'm talking about the balance of control in our lives. The second line in that song kind of gets to that point. Don't get down a mile away. Don't get down about things that are still a mile away. You don't you don't know what they're gonna be. I know that's hard during this weird time, but that's also something liberating about this weird time is that we don't know. Everything that we knew about the ebb and flow of our lives and daily ins and outs has been turned completely, uh, let's say cattywampus. I like that word tonight. But in a way, I kind of find comfort in that fact. Comfort in the fact that you have to be available to see things as they are now, as opposed to how you wish they would or will be or could be, or should be. I've been reading a lot of Dr. Seuss lately. And I'll come back to that. Let me just go back to Eamon Dunes. I love that guy. I don't know, do you listen to Eamon Dunes? Uh, Very interesting progression. Um, His early stuff sounds nothing like what you just heard, though all of it is a complete experimentation in voice as an instrument, if you will. I see that dude's voice as not only the carrier of the lyric, but also almost as an instrument in the band, its own noise outside of what we would regularly think of as vocal, lyrical singing. It's much more experimental in his early work. Uh, That last album, Freedom, I would say, I don't know. For me, for some reason, it reminds me of if, like, the band Wham! had really dope contemporaries. 
I don't know why. It's just got a vibe to it. It's kind of like, a, like just, I don't know what it is, but that's what I see it as. I see it as like, what if this was like the cool version of that, of that time, of that, of that kind of music. That's kind of what I like about music now. I mean, it's kind of impossible for complete ingenuity to take place anymore, especially not only given the fact that so much has been done, but also the fact that we all have access to everything ever in our pockets. It's, you can't escape the influences, but that's also something that's kind of amazing about it, is the ability to combine and reimagine art, pop art, lowbrow art, highbrow art that was already produced. And in that way, you can create something new, but also it might have a feeling that, that can tap in somewhere deeper with people. And that's, that is interesting to me. Something new with nostalgia. But not just like a, not just like the cheesy remake with the totally affected vocals. That can be cool, but you know, there's just, there's a different kind of ingenuity that can occur. I would say that seems to be one of my favorite outcomes, manifestations of our current musical world. Not necessarily a new thing, just different. Take, for instance, that middle song there by Isaac Hayes. Once again, for the hip-hop heads out there, you'll notice the sample in there from Ghetto Boys, Mind Playing Tricks on Me, kind of a classic golden era of hip-hop jam. Just that, that simple little guitar bit at the beginning. Most of us probably think of Isaac Hayes as that deep voice Lothario of sexy songs and shaft. But, uh, man, that guy was a titan of a composer in his own right. And ended up being an inspiration for generations to come after him. Not the least of which were hip-hop. Hip-hop, interestingly, kind of does very effectively what I was talking about in that first section, right? They take things of the old and completely chop them up, make them entirely different, but still leave something that can harken back to those, those feelings, the, that, that vibe that's caught somewhere. Even though it's its own thing, hip-hop really is probably one of the most innovative products of America since jazz. And if you look worldwide, probably the biggest thing since rock and roll. I mean, it's bigger than rock and roll. It's bigger than rock and roll. It's the biggest output of America. It's our biggest export. Good job, hip-hop, for saving America. Can you do it again? Please, we need something. This part right now that you're listening to, I'm actually recording 
the night after I originally put out this podcast. Because I put out the podcast and almost with, with very quickly got a couple messages informing me that there's this whole section from minute 39 to like 41 where it's just the, the theme music in the background. Theme music by Soy Castor. And then it just goes blank. No, no dialogue or theme music for like another two minutes. And part of me really just wanted to leave it like that, given our subject matter tonight, right? Because I hopped back on, hoping just to hit undo a few times on GarageBand and find the missing bits, but that wasn't, that wasn't a possibility. And I really wanted to leave it, but you know, I'm not gonna lie, I like the last bit tonight. Um, I like the last songs. I really like the segue. And, um, you know, it's one of those little things I can't control. I don't have to just kinda let, let the wind take it away from me. So maybe you heard the other version. Maybe you're hearing this version. I hope you meditated in the other version. Our last song there, also a guy who likes to make old sounds new again, Richard Swift with Lady Luck. R.I.P. Richard Swift. Richard Swift took his own life, I believe, because of his addictions. Another end of the spectrum of control. It's a really hard end the spectrum to deal with especially for those of us who just have an overzealous lust for life
Shit. Are we already at almost 55 minutes? Man. We're only doing two songs on the last set tonight. Was I playing long songs? Did I ramble too much in the first rant? I don't even know what I was talking about half that time. I don't know anything about the California ecosystem. Man. Anyway, let's wrap it up. This is the good stuff. I think the good stuff is right now. Glad you stuck around. Oh. Finishing us up there. Can. The mighty can. German. Krautrock. Experimental. Psychonaut. Pioneers. One of the first bands recording largely in the 70s and parts of other decades. One of the first bands to really incorporate whole lot of traditional sounds, African polyrhythms, etc., in with what were modern sounds, really not even introduced fully into pop rock as it as it was known, things like moogs and synthesizers, what would become later on electronica. Can always weird. Always awesome. Give him a give him a chance. And kicking that mini set off, of course. Iggy, Iggy Pop, lust for life. Oh man, Iggy, Iggy, thanks Iggy, thanks for everything. I love you, Iggy. I love everything you've done. You're a true inspiration on how to be yourself and nothing else that drum beat that's that's iconic you know that drum beat uh, that's hunt sales son of soupy sales tv clown comedian from like the 50s a bygone era like captain kangaroo style raised two sons who were savage punkers which kind of makes sense i guess for a tv clown important to have a lust for life to find something in life to give you a lust for life but you also gotta know when it's taking you over when you gotta rein it in Take Francis's margarita I'm drinking it is good I'm only gonna have a few and I'm not gonna try but dang is this thing good? We had some fresh mint. I muddled up some mint. Muddle some mint for your margaritas, says Mark. I highly suggest it. It's good. Oh, man. But I got to, you know, I got stuff to do tomorrow. Got to work. Got to put this thing on the internet. Got to rear a child. Got to be a loving husband. You know, that's something, that's something I can control. I can control the things that I like to do. I can find time for them. I can control aspects of my world around me. But as I said earlier, control is this wild spectrum on humanity. And some of us have no control. You need to get that control. You need to find out how to do that. Some of us like to go with the flow. Not always great, but in this situation, kind of liberating. Some of us need control. We have been masters of our destiny in many ways, much of our lives, and COVID has really robbed 
that demographic of so much of their control. The unknown that is now part of our normal is probably daunting, is probably terrifying. It's a black abyss staring at, at those people. And, and that's valid. That's valid to have those feelings. But during this time, those of us who might not understand that gotta understand how that's manifesting. Is it is it manifesting in, in fear and anger and anxiety and micromanaging of other daily things just to gain some sense of control? We have to think about that huge picture. We gotta think about the 10 million homes spread up and down the canyons of these dry tinderbox hills. We gotta think about the millions of fellow Americans who have a wide variety of views about coronavirus and some of them have the best intentions, but you know what? They don't read the same news articles as you. They don't talk to the same social group as you. So they're gonna do things different. We're gonna have to learn that you can't control everything. So think about the things that you can control, the small things, and go ahead and do what you need to do there. And then the rest of them, well, you're gonna have to throw them out to sea. You're gonna have to just go with the flow, like a ship without a sail. And no matter how hard it is, be present with your shipmates and try to enjoy the ride. Pastor T.L. Barrett and the Youth for Christ Choir. Be easy.
we might need a little bit of old lady luck on our side. Was that a fucking car? Jesus, again? Mountain high.